1: Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com/wondersuite. That's bluehost.com/wondersuite. Want to learn how, how to be how an, an entrepreneur?
2: You are dedicated and devoted. To a life of developing new ideas and innovations. Willing to take calculated career risks, achieving independent wealth and success. Then you are ready to experience the entrepreneur effect. We'll highlight opportunities for entrepreneurs in digital marketing through interesting, practical, and thought-provoking interviews and monologues. Increase your income and be your own boss. By listening to The Entrepreneur Effect. Please welcome your host, a 25 year veteran in sales, management, and business development, Dush Ramachandran.
3: Hi, and welcome to Entrepreneur Effect. This is Dush Ramachandran. My guest today is entrepreneur and author Christian Chasmer, and he's the author of the new book, Lose Your Limits. Welcome, Christian. Hey,
4: how are you, Des?
3: Doing well, thank you. Thanks for taking the time to uh, stop by and chat with us. So um, before we get started, um, give us a little bit of background as to, you know, what caused you to write the book? Um, And usually when people write books, it's because there is some, you know, keen insight that is... You know, sort of busting out of the person and they need to give it voice, or uh, they've observed something which they feel would be of value to other people and they'd like to get that out to other people and so on. So, what was your motivation in writing this book?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, my motivation with writing this book was through my experience of growing up in a really small town uh, with a single mother who basically raised a whole family. You know, I was one of 20 people who graduated and went to college out of my graduating class. So growing up, I always saw a lot of limiting beliefs and a lot of people who um, had a lot of excuses and wants. And as I progressed in my entrepreneurial journey, um, I started to break through my own limiting beliefs. And I started to see breadcrumbs of other people and other successful people who broke through their limiting beliefs and became... Entrepreneur successes and ultimately fulfilled and happy. Um, so for me, once I realized all those breadcrumbs in that process, I I felt really obligated to write the book, get what I felt out there, and hopefully help other people break their limiting beliefs and find a fulfilled and happy life as well.
3: Okay. <clears throat> and when did you when did you launch the book? I launched the book last November. So. A uh, few months now. Okay, excellent. And so uh, give us a little bit of, you know, I've, I've had a chance to uh, look through the book and it certainly is very interesting about um, limiting beliefs, which is, which I think uh, is one of the major problems that faces a lot of people uh, who are struggling with, you know, not being able to succeed. Uh, and what they don't realize is all of that lies right between their head between their ears in their head um, so what are what are some of the most common limiting beliefs that you 've encountered
4: yeah, absolutely. Um, some of the most common limiting beliefs that i 've encountered are people who don 't have a strong purpose or don 't know their why, so they make up the excuses, or they quit right when things get really tough, or even when things get a little tough. Um, I've noticed that a lot. And another limiting belief that I've seen a lot that I attack in the book is, uh, you know, I don't have enough time, or I'm just not a disciplined person. Um, I think both of those things can be cultivated and worked with, and those are huge limiting beliefs that I see all the time.
3: Okay. And um, so in, in general, What's the best way to overcome these limiting beliefs i mean people people have all kinds of beliefs uh you know I'm not worthy, I'm not enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not rich enough I'm not you know you need money to make money, I don't have money um, et cetera, et etc et cetera. I mean there are all kinds of limiting beliefs but how do you how do you break through uh, because limiting beliefs uh, as, as I'm sure you've observed, is something that people grow up with, um, that's implanted at a very early age, and so overcoming those limited beliefs, limiting beliefs, is is a challenge because you're basically going against everything that you've been trained to do. Uh, the conversations around your dinner table when you were growing up were probably about a set of limiting beliefs. Um, You know, money is the root of all evil, uh, those kinds of things. So how do you break through and get past those limiting beliefs?
4: Yeah, that's a phenomenal question. Uh, The way that I've found people can break through their limiting beliefs is first and foremost, in my opinion, is get clear with why you're doing things and get clear with your values. Um, You know, a lot of people that I see that are successful and myself, um, when I was in college, I didn't have a why or a purpose and didn't really know where I was going. So I would break down at any tough point. But once you work through and really do a lot of reflection and work with other people to discover your values and your why, uh, it makes a lot of those limiting beliefs just break down and go away.
3: Okay. Um, so, you know, in terms of um, identifying your why, so let's let's explore that a little bit. so if i if I said to you,, let's say I have a limiting belief, um, And my limiting belief is that I'm not smart enough to make money, right? um mm-hmm. you know there are all these other people that are really making fantastic amounts of money i see them post on facebook and you know they're driving fancy cars taking amazing trips and man i would love i would love to do that is is kind of my feeling but i say to myself you know i'm not i'm not smart enough those those guys you know they're smart they went to better schools uh they had a better education um, they had influential parents, uh, whatever. N- name a hundred reasons why other people are successful and I'm not. And so I feel like I'm not smart enough. And my why is, uh, let's say, I, I want to provide for my family. Uh, it's the simplest, most common why, which is mm-hmm. uh, I have kids and I want to provide for my kids. So how do I connect that why to the limiting belief that I'm not smart enough?
4: Yeah, that's a great question. Well, first I'd, I'd talk to you a little bit more about that smart, smart enough to make the money and seeing all those people on Instagram because that what of I want to make the money that people are making on Instagram, driving the nice cars, living that dream, doesn't really align with your why if you want to provide for your family. Um, so I know that's like a, a lateral move and a tangent there, but I'd I'd also really challenge that part too. Is if you do know your crystal clear why, then your what's become a lot more aligned, and a lot of the frivolous holding on to society and what people say you want, and people what people say you're not good enough or you're not smart enough to have, kind of go away. When you start looking at truly what your why is, which you said is providing for your family, and uh, comparing that to societal pressures of keeping up with the Joneses,
3: sure, okay, got it. Um, <clears throat> that makes sense and so um, so you you wrote the book now you've also built a very successful real estate business um, and so how did that come to be when you um, you and a partner wanted to leave and start something on your own and you you bought a triplex and you started your real estate business pretty much at the same time. So walk us through the motivations because a lot of our listeners are business owners, entrepreneurs who themselves have made decisions like that and they see that as the way to, um, you know, building wealth and building independence and so on which is absolutely true um, but it's always interesting to see what other people's motivations are so what what was it that uh, that caused you to get into real estate and how did you how did you how did you come to write the book after that
4: yeah so getting into real estate was a very interesting uh, path for me and my business partner we were running and we started a division of young entrepreneurs across America right out of college where we were training college students to run their own businesses. And within 10 months of starting that division, we built it up to about $1.2 million. Um, but we were still employees and we were, you know, our growth is being siphoned by the company that we were working with um, for the time being. And we really were just like other entrepreneurs, freedom focused. We wanted to create our own lives. We wanted to go out there and you know do it on our own. So we left that company and we decided to jump into real estate really because we had a little bit of background in real estate and we knew that if we worked hard and we learned the system, we could be successful doing it. So we literally quit our jobs, bought that Triplex and started the real estate company in the same week. And it was, it was definitely a grind uh, for the you know first 6 months to a year we were knocking on doors we were we were losing money spending money trying to build up the the company and you know there was a point in time about 5 months in where i really did some deep reflection and things weren't going great we were struggling really hard and the team i built around me was you know looking for leadership they were looking for that confidence and i really needed to figure out what was going on that wasn't making us successful and for me, I realized that it, it came down to who I was as a person, um, you know, my habits and the choices that I, were ma- I was making in my life. Uh, and after that deep reflection, I came back. I, I really hammered out those habits. I started waking up really early. I started reading all the books I needed to read. Um, I stopped, you know, going out and spending money on frivolous things. I, I really turned into the person that i i knew i needed to be to lead a successful company
3: great Um, great fantastic we're going to pick this up uh after a short break uh stay tuned don't go away
2: stay tuned for more of the entrepreneur effect when we return
5: St. Jude continues to advance by increasing cure rates in childhood cancer. And donors are important to us because you get the feeling that you have a team behind you. When it comes to research and advancements, there are some things that only we can do because we have the resources and we have the focus. And so if St. Jude doesn't do it, who will? St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures. Saving children. Learn more at stjude.org.
2: You are experiencing the Entrepreneur Effect only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Dush Ramachandran.
3: And welcome back. This is Dush Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect. Uh, And my guest today is Christian Chasmer, who is the author of the new book, Lose Your Limits. And he's also an entrepreneur who's built up um, a successful real estate business, which he is has walked away from or is walking away from right now so we'll continue to have this conversation with uh christian so christian before the break you know you were telling us about um how you and your business partner built up your real estate business and you know you changed your habits and you focused on you know getting up early reading the books and self improvement and a lot of those things um what was the what to what would you attribute the the turnaround um, what was the if there was one thing that made the big difference and gave you the turnaround you needed what was it?
4: Yeah it was the habits that I built in my life that started to reflect in the, the way the company started to feel as a culture and the habits that were being built in the company
3: Okay and then you um, built up your business uh, to six and a half million dollars in 2017. Um, was that the real estate business?
4: Yeah, that was the real estate business.
3: Okay. And so uh, before we before we got uh, started, you, you mentioned that <clears throat> you had just walked away from that business, or you were in the process of walking away from that business. Um, would you care to share uh, kind of your thinking behind that? Uh, is that, uh, did it no longer fit with your, uh, with your plans or was there something else that was more attractive that was, uh, that was drawing you to it? Um, love to understand uh, your motivation there.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, for me, as I was, we were building up this company, we were doing really well, Um, but something always felt a little bit off and a passion of mine has always been to help other entrepreneurs and help other people. I volunteered at inner city schools in Boston and I wrote this book purely as a passion project for helping other entrepreneurs um, live a fulfilled and happy life by growing their business and as we were building the business I realized that I wanted to go after that passion full-time. I was starting to get stressed out in terms of the real estate business because when we were hitting goals, I wasn't very fulfilled. And when we weren't hitting goals, I was even less fulfilled and I was stressed and pressured. And I came across a quote in a book that uh that said, let go of the fruits. So let go of the attachment to results. And I realized that was what was driving um, my real estate passions and my real estate business was the results that were coming from the real estate. So it was the money, the status, etc. Um and once I read that quote, let go of the fruits, you know, what would you do if you know you would fail? Uh, everything changed and I realized I needed to make a pivot in my life and go full time into helping entrepreneurs uh, develop systems in their business so that they can live fulfilled and happy lives. So that's where the, the transition came from. And then I talked to the team, everyone was very amicable, and we're in a really great place. So I've transitioned out, and now I'm going full time into helping entrepreneurs.
3: Great, and then so um, the, the the book obviously is an important part of um, that mission, and you also developed um, something that you 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 call the pulse, and um, how you know you talk. A little bit about how that has helped you in your business. Do you see that helping in uh, or having an impact on how you help entrepreneurs going forward?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So I use uh, two two frameworks: the Pulse and the Playbook, and that those both really, really helped in my business. And the Playbook basically systemized the business, and then the Pulse was the metric tracker that gave me a pulse of the business so I knew all of the vitals and I knew all the numbers in the business on a day-to-day performance measure so I've already been working with a couple of entrepreneurs and clients and we've put in the playbook and the pulse and that's really getting great results.
3: Excellent and then so what um, in in terms of helping entrepreneurs specifically um, how are you going about that?
2: Yeah,
4: so it's a, it's a mixture of systems training, coaching, and advising. So I basically come into the business, I analyze the business, interview the key employees, interview the entrepreneur, figure out what the entrepreneur wants in life and what his authentic path is, and then we dive into his business and we build systems into his business. And we work with his key employees to implement those systems, basically to get a frustration-free profitable business that is authentic to the entrepreneur.
3: Okay. So, and is there a sort of a discovery process where you try to identify what the entrepreneur's sort of true personality is so that uh, your coaching can be sort of tailored to speak to the entrepreneur's why? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Exactly. That's that's actually the first uh, full-day session and then the first couple weeks is that discovery process. That's exactly
3: right. Okay. And so, uh, once you go through the discovery process, now obviously you do the discovery process after the, the business owner has committed to work with you or is it done before?
4: Yeah, it's afterwards.
3: Okay. So, initially... Um, when somebody reaches out to you or you find someone, and what do you, and how do you provide them information that says, okay, here's the reason why you need to work with me? Mm-hmm.
4: So we'll do an initial strategy call uh, the, right over the phone where I try to add value, um, but mostly listen to the entrepreneur and ask him questions about his business and about his life. And if it's a good fit, we'll move forward with an application. If not, I'll try to add value in any way I can and uh, part part ways and part as friends. Nice.
3: Excellent. So, um, you know, we'll get to later on in, the, uh, in this interview, uh, it would be great to talk about how, um, you know, business owners that are listening to this uh, right now might be able to reach out to you. But we'll, we'll get there. Um, I, I still want to dig into... Um, kind of the pulse and the, uh, you, you talk about rhythm in your business. So, one of the things that business owners, especially entrepreneurs who've created a a startup company, where they've just kicked it off, and this is something I'm sure you're familiar with because you've started your real estate business and you hustled and ground in the first few years and um, and you built it up very successfully to you know, significant revenues and then you're, you're stepping away from it. Um, what a lot of business owners feel is that there is no rhythm or predictability to their business because, you know, one month it's great because you've got a few opportunities and you go out and work on those opportunities and close them. And so that represents good revenue. And so you feel like, wow, I can go out and buy a car now. But the next month or the next few months, um, you know, things things don't look so good, and then you're looking at it saying, "Man, should I cancel the newspaper subscription? Should I, should I get rid of cable? Uh, what can I do to save some money to give me the runway to get through a little while?" So that's the, that's sort of the the cycle, and I'm exaggerating a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But not a lot Um, but that's kind of the cycle that I'm sure you're familiar with as well which a lot of business owners go through where there's not really a rhythm to it it's not like okay um, you know every three months it's going to do this so then I can expect and plan Uh, so if I yeah if I wanted to go out and buy a nice car I can because I know I will have the ability to pay for it over time Uh, or I have I have the cash right now. Let me go buy the car for cash because I know there will be more cash coming because the biggest fear that a lot of people have is, oh my God, if I go out and spend you know fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars on a nice car, um, then if there's a lean month, I don't have anything in my any reserves to carry me through. so I don't want to spend the money on the car. And there are a lot of people that actually, you know, go the other way. And they say, well, the heck with it. Let me go buy the car anyway. And then they buy the car and then they, um, they, you know, they're they hit with they're hit with lean times and then now they're wondering, do I sell the car? Do I break the lease? What do I do? Man, I'm jammed. Now you suddenly feel like you've got a noose tightening around your neck. Um, so talk a little bit to the, the concept of the rhythm.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one way that I immediately work to try to resolve that is um it's a concept from greg crabtree simple numbers uh, straight talk uh simple numbers straight talk big profits which is a great book is the uh, core capital target and you know building up a almost like a nest egg for those lean months and then not pulling any money out of the business until you've hit that core capital target, which could be anywhere from two to six months based on your risk adversity. Sure. Um, but in terms of a like a rhythm and pulse metrics, it's it's really trying to find those leading numbers and the lagging numbers. So revenue is always going to be a lagging number. It's based on what you've done two months ago that leads to that revenue. And the quicker entrepreneurs can figure out their lagging or their leading indicators, which could be, phone calls made, doors knocked on, uh, whatever it is in your sales process, the the faster you can figure that out and then see how many of those leading indicators it takes to convert to revenue or a lagging indicator, uh, the more you're going to be able to see some rhythm and some patterns in your business and really see the levers that you can pull to make your business more consistent and have a better rhythm in terms of uh, at least numbers sale-wise and revenue-wise
3: got it excellent all right we're going to take a short break when we come back we'll continue our conversation with christian chasmer stay tuned
2: stay tuned for more of the entrepreneur effect when we return
5: hi i'm Montel williams most of you know me as a talk show host but i'm also an author actor single father of four avid snowboarder and i'm also a medical marijuana patient Of your favorite Webmaster Radio.fm programs on air and on demand 24 7. Find our shows on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere you download your podcasts. Add some podcasts to your playlist as part of a better profit margin. More refreshing talk radio on air and on demand 24 7.
2: Only on Webmaster Radio.fm. We're everywhere. You are experiencing the Entrepreneur Effect only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Dush Ramachandran.
3: Welcome back. This is Dush Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect. And my guest today is Christian Chasmer, um, who is an entrepreneur and the author of the new book, Lose Your Limits. Um, so, Christian, that's been a really interesting conversation um, and uh, you know, I really enjoyed getting to know how uh, you know you you've built your business, and then based on the success of your business and everything that you've learned in your journey, uh, you're not just sitting there saying, "Well, I'm I'm good," um, but you're actually putting it back into the into the world by reaching out to young entrepreneurs or new entrepreneurs and helping them by coaching them through their through their challenges and their struggles and limiting their, you know, eliminating their limiting beliefs, etc. So how does, uh, how does someone uh, who is looking to work with you, uh, how someone that wants to be coached by you, how do they reach out to you? Uh, what's a good way to get that conversation started?
4: Yeah, they can reach out to me through email at christian at losethelimits.com.
3: So that is L-O-S-E, yourlimits.com. Christian it's, at loseyourlimits.com. Is that right?
4: It is uh, L-O-S-E, thelimits.com, Oh, Lisa.
3: Okay, lose the limits. Okay, got it. So Christian at losethelimits.com. Excellent. And so... Um, just so, you know, people can sort of self-qualify, um, what are the types of business owners are you looking for so that if, if people listening to this can say, oh, yeah, I, 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 I'm the right kind of person for that or no, I don't qualify, so let's not waste my time. Um, wh- what Describe your ideal client, if you would.
4: Yeah, absolutely. It's usually a uh, six-figure-plus business owner who is still working in their business more than 50 hours a week and making less than 10% net
3: income. Okay, so less, less than 10% of their overall revenues. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Alright, and how would, how would someone who is looking to get a copy of the book, Lose Your Limits, um, how would they go about doing that? Is it available on Amazon and where books are sold?
4: Yeah, it's available on Amazon. All they have to do is type in Lose Your Limits and it'll be the only one that pops up.
3: Okay. And that's available in all different formats. Uh, hardcover, paperback, Kindle, audio. Yep, paperback, audio, and Kindle. Okay, excellent. Fantastic. So um, we just have two minutes left in this uh, in this segment before we let you go. Um, if you can... If you can share with us what is what what are you most excited about um, there's there's a tremendous amount of uh innovation that's coming in um, what what innovations are most exciting to you what what are you most excited about with respect to the future
4: yeah that's that's a great question uh, i'm I'm really excited about all the education innovation that's coming into the market there's there's blockchain education companies coming out. There's really amazing uh, education disruptors like Agile Learning Centers, who are using a Scrum methodology to teach children, and it's a self-directed education approach. Um, you know, I think there's a really a lot of amazing people working on a, a lot of amazing education disruption ideas. And that that's what excites me most right now.
3: Fantastic that sounds really great and we wish you all the very best Uh, Christian so it was great to spend some time with you Um, and uh, to our listeners yeah check out uh, Christian's book Lose Your Limits and um, on Amazon and uh, uh, Christian when you've got uh, things going and when, when when you've got a bunch of coaching clients and you write another book come back and talk to us we'd love to have you absolutely I'd love to talk to you again too thank you so much for having me